Today on The Good Word, we're talking about words that mean the same thing, and what happens when we turn that on its head. A thesaurus, as you know, is not a kind of dinosaur, but a book that lists a word and then suggests alternate words with similar meanings. For instance, if you open a thesaurus and look up the word whimsical, you'll find not only a definition of the word, but a list that includes amusing, comical, droll, eccentric, funny, weird, mischievous, and many others like flaky, freakish, and quizzical. It's fun to look through a thesaurus and be reminded of the subtle shades of meaning different words can have while describing the same thing. But if you were to open your thesaurus to the word sad or the word grief and saw a list of words like joyful and happy, it would be pretty confusing. I mean, happy and sad, grief and joy, aren't those words opposites? The very opposite of what you'd look for in a thesaurus full of synonyms? So I can imagine the early saints in the Church of Jesus Christ scratching their heads when they heard the letter we call First Peter read to them in a worship meeting. In this letter, Peter seems to mix together words we usually think of as opposites. Here's an example from First Peter chapter 1. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried by fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Peter brings up death, heaviness, temptations, trials of faith as a trial by fire, and then in these same verses says, Blessed by God, abundant mercy, lively hope, greatly rejoice, more precious than gold, honor, praise, and glory. And in chapters 2 and 4, he says, For this is thinkworthy, if a man for conscience toward God endure grief, suffering wrongfully. For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example, that ye should follow his steps. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened unto you. But rejoice, inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. If ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye, for the Spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. On their part he is evil spoken of, but on your part he's glorified. Yet if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. Wherefore let them that suffer, according to the will of God, commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing. In these verses, Peter lists enduring grief, suffering wrongfully, buffetings, fiery trials, reproach, and sufferings as a Christian, and then says these can lead us to say, thankworthy and experience patience, being acceptable with God, beloved, rejoicing, and full of his glory. No, this combination of words would not work in a thesaurus because they seem like opposites, like antonyms instead of synonyms. But in the spiritual economy and the definitions of God, our trials, our sufferings, even if unjustified, and those who reproach us as Christ was reproached, all of these, if born with the patience Jesus showed, if experienced without lashing out and causing harm to others, if given to God to deal with in faith, 
all of these words we might put in the category of difficult can be transformed by the power of Christ to spiritual gold, to eternal joy, and even peace here in this life now, knowing in whose hands we are held, and that as we follow his example of how to react to trials, even fiery trials, he will exchange happiness for our hurt, delight for our difficulties suffered for his sake, and joy and beauty for ashes. And that's the good word. 